Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! No, don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Extra 106.3, Atlantis Sports and Talk. Good evening, wrestling fans. Let's do a uh, quick one thing we like to do on this show. You're listening to the finishing move. To get most Thursday nights started off, we like to do a little thing called roll call. Roll call uh, and we just see who's here and who's not here and who's helping out the show and who's not helping out the show and who's being a part. So you obviously hear me. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. So I am here and present and accounted for. Let's go to the next name down the list. The original OG, John Radcliffe. Are you here? President. President. You know how you could, they couldn't say present. But <laughs> president. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that brings us to the third member of our three-man squad, Chris Colwell. No. <laughs> Well, Hulk Hogan would be the Hulk Hogan third man, right? I wish. Man, did we get him on to be the third man? I bet he would be more present than our current third man. Who would be more present, our third man or Brock Lesnar? Whew, that is a tough one to see. Who has shown up more? Who would show up more? <laughs> the that third member of this question. team or Brock Lesnar? Well, the third member of our team, Chris Colwell, is planning on joining the show, although there is some confusion. You have to say some, allegedly. You have yeah, to allegedly. Say allegedly. Uh, although there is some confusion on how he is going to join the show, uh, but hopefully he'll be piping in soon with us because we have a lot to do on the show. Uh, John, I don't know. I, I, I didn't go back and look, but being a lifelong WWE fan and b- pretty aware of what's going on since the mid-'80s, I can't ever think of a time where we had a pay-per-view one Sunday and then had the very next pay-per-view the next Sunday. Can you think of a time that that's happened? Uh, unless it was WWE's pay-per-view was one Sunday and WCW well, yeah, yeah, was I'm, the preceding yeah, Sunday. That, that probably <laughs> that might have happened times. if I thought about it, but I think you're exactly right. I can't think of getting back-to-back pay-per-views and... I think even when we uh, first started this show, and you know, for you guys who've been with us for a long time, listeners, thank you so much, because uh, we talked about it, how AEW, how they space out their pay-per-views so much, and even the way WCW used to do it back in the day, where we had some space between our pay-per-views, uh, I don't know how many hours it is, but it's approximately seven days. Yeah, uh, it's approximately seven days, because we just came off SummerSlam this past uh, Saturday, I mean, Sunday, Saturday was NXT, and then this Sunday we're getting payback. Um, I, I wish Colwell was here for this question because I wanted to get it off the uh, top of the show and get everybody's opinion. Now, I don't want to go into detail because after the show at 8 o'clock, we are going to do a podcast looking back at SummerSlam as a whole uh, and kind of break it down in a little more detail. But something uh, I always ask you guys, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down on SummerSlam for you personally, John. Uh, for me, in terms of SummerSlam, I am going to go thumbs in the middle. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't something that I truly just fell in love with. And one of the biggest things that I liked about it, and I'm not going to go too far in depth with it, one of the biggest things that I liked about it was I think all of my predictions are, were wrong. 
<laughs> and I think that makes me feel better if that at least they were a little bit unpredictable because that's the worst thing is when we know what's going to happen, when we expect certain things to happen, then we rely solely, or at least for me, I don't want to speak on behalf of the team. I, resol- I resolve so- solely on the fact of then the matches need to be amazing. Everything, no matter what it turns out to be, whoever it wins, I expect them to win. The match needs to be amazing. And I think we got some really good matches, but also at the same time, I think there was some twist in there that I didn't expect to happen. Uh, I'm giving it a thumbs down. I'm not. I wasn't a fan of the pay per view on Sunday night. Uh, well, now um, to be fair, did one event ruin the whole thing for you? <laughs> well, you know, we I gotta be say, fair about this. I always say, I have always said this: it, how you end a pay per view <laughs> will. Uh, you know, make you lean one way or another about the pay-per-view as a whole, no matter how good or bad it was leading up till that moment. So, But, yes, that was one that of the reasons. one event ruined it for you? Not ruined it, but first off, if well, look, okay, we're going to save it for the podcast. Let's let that portion of the cat out of do, Which we will do after the show and upload as fast as possible. But, but yeah, I mean, first <laughs> off, it's, it wasn't that big of a surprise. I think a lot of people, that w- that would have been one of their guesses of you'd never see it coming. Okay, let's talk Let's talk about that one because I want to get that one out in the open because then I'm going to be hanging on to this. We're talking about, for those who didn't see it, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, too bad because we ain't going to tell you. Go well, you don't have time because you, you got to get ready for the next pay-per-view Sunday, sure. which he's a part uh, of. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman. At the end of the match, Roman Reigns returned, new teeth and all, and he speared Braun Str- uh, speared the fiend and Braun Strowman. And Braun. Now everything that he did came across Heelish. like a heel, and it is one of those things that there's certain ways, and you got to give kudos, and I and I'm I got to give him credit for this. Stone Cold Steve Austin could have done something like that and not have come across heelish. It just was Austin. Randy Orton could pull it off, and it was just Orton. Roman Reigns did it, and it came across very heelish. So it left everybody wondering, all right, who's the heel? Well, if we get a heel Roman Reigns, I'm ready for that. Uh, you know, I I think he could uh, flourish under a heel um, character remake over, redo uh, with his character. Uh, so maybe if that's what the direction they're finally going to go with him, although you kind of alluded to it, one of the rumors out there is Vince McMahon just wants him to have more bite, more teeth, more edge uh, was what I saw. Uh, so... I don't know if they're going to go full heel with him, but maybe he does some heel tendencies here and there. Uh, but we'll see. But I, that was not uh, the ending of that pay per view. The end of the match, Orton and Drew didn't do much for me. Uh, but we'll talk about all that on the podcast. So make sure you go to podcastpark.com to uh, get that podcast. And I, and I assume you can still get it at extra. Uh, Extra1063.com as, as well. Yes. So. Uh, I, I hate the, the end of it, because, but I understand why, and I think I even tweeted you about it when I said, well, boy, Ric Flair's a Gator and Roman Reigns is back. What a week for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a rough week. It was a rough week on that front uh, for wrestling fans. Uh, but I want to look at the week as a well. I want to talk about something that was uh, a glaring, glaringly missing from SummerSlam, in my opinion. For the last few weeks, uh, we have seen Retribution start making an impact on Raws and SmackDowns, but they were nowhere near SummerSlam. And I think this goes back to the story that we were talking about last week that maybe they don't know what they have planned for Retribution and what they want to do with Retribution. 
And it seems like as much as they're putting them on SmackDown and Raw, they should have at least somehow been a part of SummerSlam. Yeah, I think there is no set plan that goes into it quite yet. And for, you know, much like you do, we do a lot of uh, following the dirt sheets in terms of WWE and wrestling that's out there. And some people have even speculated who some of the members of Retribution may be, which would be kind of shocking, not so much the people who they were, but the amount of people that it would take to make this transition. And so I, I wonder if it's just not necessarily we talked about it where they were just fillers. They were just people who were there. So they're really wrestlers, but these might not actually be the people who they will turn out to be. But if the plan is just, wait a minute, these are the people who we're using. We want to use them because they are currently on one of the WWE rosters. But then what do we do? How do we backfill them? How do we get their replacements put in place? And so I think this is, I could be wrong. I think this is going to go longer. And hopefully they don't take it to a point where, to just be honest, is we just know are no longer interested in retribution. So then it becomes, what's the plan? Where do we go? And maybe they're even waiting to get that surprise leader that they can find out there when we saw the Aces and Eights do it with Impact Wrestling. We saw that Bully Ray was the surprise leader of the Aces and Eight. Maybe they're still trying to figure out who that surprise leader is because you're right. They should have been there. They should have been a part of it in some shape, form, or fashion. And to hold them out right now, it, it does leave it where – at what point do you just say, okay, I, I really don't care who these guys are anymore? That's that's something I was, yeah, exactly. I it's like they're masks. Who are they? We don't know who they are now. There have been some people online who have been able to speculate who they are now. Just because the six or eight people that we see on Thursday, I mean on, on Friday and Monday, are out there, that doesn't mean once they unmask, it's going to be those Correct. same people. It could be a whole new squad of people under those hoodies and masks. Uh, but do you need a big name, kind of like what you alluded to there with uh, Bubba Ray coming out of Aces and Eights or Hogan coming out to be the third man? Uh, although Hall and Nash were pretty big or were big names. But themselves. you had CM Punk join the new Nexus yeah, uh, you to kind of give them solidify. Do you need that big name to really kind of help you get into a retribution faction? Or would you be okay with a collection of maybe – uh, not such mid-card status people. Because I personally would need the bigger name to really get me sucked into it. Uh, now, if that is a CM Punk, that's a name you just threw out there, that would that would definitely suck me in if it was a CM Punk. I would love to see something like that, although uh, there's continued talk that that will not be the case for him uh, to do to be the leader of that. But, you, you know, never say never when it comes to wrestling. Uh I, I was kind of hoping, you know, Tomasa Champa had been off of NXT for a while. Uh, now, he made his return last night. I was kind of saying, okay, maybe it could be Tomasa that is the leader of this retribution Now, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been so pretty too. cool. And one of the things that's unique about it is where you've had people like Tomasa Champa as well as Rare Ripley who have said that they don't want to leave uh, NXT. NXT. But due to the pandemic where even though they moved to the Thunderdome, um, they're you know they don't have the travel like they used to. The schedule can't be as grueling as it used to. Could that be an option that someone? I mean, I don't think it would be Tomasa Champa, but even for instance, maybe an Adam Cole, where someone that we've always speculated is it time to get Adam? Will they call Adam Cole up? Are they going to call call him up? Are they going to bring him on? 
could he be someone that could be the leader of it? Because we see that Adam Cole, we haven't seen Adam Cole. Obviously, he's going to be in a title match. If he loses the title match, that leaves the the rest of the, uh, oh, the his faction. I'm drawing a blank on their name. Undisputed. Undisputed at uh, NXT, and he comes up and draw, and puts together another faction, another team. Well, if you saw NXT last night, you also saw, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of uh, the European one. With Walter, Imperium, Imperium, uh, but yeah. yeah, dropped the belts. But that was, um, but yeah, I, I, I would hope that if Adam Cole comes up, the whole faction of Undisputed comes up with him, uh, so that. But I and I hope that happens soon. So I, I think that we need a big name, and I'm not saying it has to be the biggest names, but a recognizable someone that we're already bought into. What if Roman Reigns ends up being the leader of a, a retribution in? So then they were represented ultimately on SummerSlam in one way or another. Uh, he's been in the faction before when he was with the Shield, so he, he I think he could work that off well, and that would definitely turn him heel. Oh, very uh, much so. We know the Usos have kind of alluded that they're coming back, so maybe they're uh, a part of that uh, as well once all the masks and hoods are taken off. Maybe, uh, a, so to speak, a... Uh... Samoan family faction that would consist sure. of Roman Reigns, the Usos, Tamina. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah, t- yeah uh, Tamina. That's who I think we'd notice if they converted one of those members to Tamina. Yeah, that would have stood out. <laughs> that You're right. yeah, now, that one's not as discreet of a change. <laughs> no disrespect to her, but you you would have noticed something like that. But, I mean, I don't think – it would be cool if it was a Roman Reigns, but what if it even is just something that and – and maybe it would be something that I think you would enjoy just as much as I would. What if they took a page out of AEW book? And they went and went back in there, and they got someone from the old school, so to speak. And I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but someone, a Charlie Hoss, and I'm just throwing a name out there. He's not a big enough name. No, he's not. A Kurt Angle. Sure. A Kurt Angle to come out and be the leader of it all. He pulls it off. He's the leader of it with this younger group that he's helping to get up and, and just going. Just for the most part, be a mouthpiece. Exactly. They're taking because you see what AEW is doing with with uh, Tully Blanchard. They see, we've seen it with Arn. We've seen it with Vicky Guerrero. You've seen these few older wrestlers that have come out there. Matt Hardy has done it or is doing it. Uh, maybe it is even an older wrestler that you can pull out there and put together like that. Yeah, I would be okay with that and give and give them that piece. Uh, hey, how about a Paul Heyman? Uh, you know, he's he's looking for retribution. I mean, that would be a believable storyline right now. We know he's been fired recently off a of Raw. Um, you know, he's uh, uh, Brock has not been around as of late. We haven't heard from him since WrestleMania and on any form or fashion. Or even one more I'll throw out there. And we talked about it last week. What if it's Goldberg? I, I don't know if that's a mouthpiece for you. But uh, it's someone say. that could be out there as just almost an enforcer with the group. You still throw another person, an, a, a CM Punk and a Goldberg. That basically, you didn't we, because wasn't Ryback with the part of the new, he was with a part of a faction. I just can't remember which one. Yeah, that sounds right. And so now you get Ryback and, and you you get Goldberg and CM Punk. CM Punk being the mouthpiece. Goldberg wins his obligatory two matches and Colwell, Chris Colwell has finally jo- joined us. Rose Hi, Mark. everybody. Hey, thanks for joining us. The show starts at 7, though. I know uh, <laughs> Noonan is kind of – they're in the same time zone, right? I think so. They're, no, I we're actually so. in the central time zone, so actually I'm early right now, so it's actually good to, to All right, then we'll come back to you in about guys. an hour. 
<laughs> uh, to answer your question from a second ago, John, yes, uh, he was uh, Ryback was part of Nexus as Skip Sheffield, and uh, eventually got written off TV, brought back as Ryback. But I, yeah, good old Skip. But uh, as far as Goldberg in the net or in the Retribution group, that's that seems a little far fetched to me, especially considering that he's not really going to be around much. You need somebody that's going to be around more uh, full-time. I love, I heard you guys mention a minute ago, the Roman Reigns idea. I absolutely love the idea of him being behind this group because to me, there's a natural motive behind that. If you go back to, just storyline-wise, if you go back to the fact that, you know, when he was off of WrestleMania, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the show, how he wasn't really mentioned at all. He was cut out of some video packages and just not referenced. Well, you know, what's the motivation now? Okay, he comes back. What, did you guys forget about me? You think you can move on without me? I mean, look at what he said when he attacked Braun Strowman and uh, Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam. You know, you're not a monster without me. So I think he's got a chip on his shoulder coming back storyline-wise that, hey, you guys forgot about me. Well, what better way to do it than he knows how to do the the thug mentality like he did with the Shield. You take it on a grand level, and he'd be the leader. I think, honestly, I know he's not the mouthpiece kind of guy you need, but he's definitely the personality, and he's definitely the name that you could put with a group like that could really put him over the top. I agree. That's, uh, that's uh, I agree with all those points. That's what we were talking about, and I think, uh, again, you need – that name Did you fall? No, but I dropped my ball. <laughs> no, you're right in there. Uh, I, I I really do think at this point you're going to need a name, maybe at the level of Roman Reigns to really kind of bring this and tie it together. Uh, a collection of mid carters from NXT or a collection of mid carters that nobody really knows. I don't think is going to is going to get people's attention and paying attention to it. Why not? Because NXT, they're the third brand, so they're equal to SmackDown and Raw. Well, no, no, they're not. Um, no, they're and the third another, brand. And they are the third brand. But Some they people are not, would say that. They are the third brand. We all agree on that. What we disagree with is that they are not equal to Raw and SmackDown, and WWE has proven that again by not putting <laughs> NXT in the Thunderdome for either their TakeOver pay-per-view or last night's uh, regular show. So once again, Chris Colwell is wrong on that. No, he's point. not wrong. No, he's I wrong. I never said that they were equal yes, to did. Raw SmackDown. Yes, I did. said they were the third brand. When and we, I wanted to call them developmental territory. They are. They're not the developmental territory yes, they anymore. Are. They are the third brand. They would o, OVW or Florida Championship Wrestling would have been the exact same spot NXT was if they had TV deals for it uh, back in those days. There's and no those way OVW would have been on USA Network. Yes, they could have. Look at the what, NXT look at the brand talent. has grown. Look at the talent that came through uh, OVW. Brock Lesnar, uh, John Cena, Dave Batista, uh, Dave Batista Randy Shelby Orton. Benjamin. They would have had. They would have been head and shoulders above NXT if we could have seen some of the old OVW stuff. But they, but they, they were are put on a pedestal at that point. The NXT brand was just like what OVW was, just like what FCW yeah, and developmental, South Wrestling. Yeah, developmental were, territories. Yes, NXT was the developmental territory, but it has grown to more than that. Sure, they could have been that given the same treatment, but guess what? They weren't. If you'd have tried to take OVW as it existed back then and put it on a grand scale, like straight from being what they were, that wouldn't have worked. It's NXT works because it has a track record of year after year giving you great matches while developing the guys that are supposed to be the next stars. Well, now it's got to the point where they're more than just developing. Now they just are the third brand that just so happens to be bringing kind of giving guys their first shot. That doesn't mean that they're, they're just that little territory down there that, 
But they you are. know what? Some people pay attention to. They're more than that now. So what they're you're not. saying is down at NXT, they're developing them to become bigger stars? <laughs> no, the Performance Center develops them. Then they show up on NXT. And where does NXT currently perform out of? Full Sail University. No, the Performance Center. No, right now, currently, the show is at Full Sail. The Raw and SmackDown shows were taking place at Amway the Performance Center. Center. The Thunderdome. Well, now it is, but it was at the Performance Center. The point is that NXT did move back to Full Sail shortly after COVID, so that's where they've always been at. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's like arguing with my 8-year-old this afternoon <laughs> about taking a nap. You, I mean, it, she... NXT is the developmental territory. When you go mm. from NXT to Raw or SmackDown, you move up in the in the no, company. That's a lateral move now. No, it's not. Why don't they hype the fact that someone that is new to WWE is coming to NXT, but they hype the fact Keith Lee is going up to Raw? No, he's going to debut on his new show. That doesn't mean he's moving up. He's just moving to a new show. But they don't hype anyone to debuting on NXT. Sure they did. Charlotte Flair got an NXT you title shot. You can't de- debut if you've been there already. <laughs> you can go back. All right, before we break and uh, come back and go over the top ropes, uh, Colwell, I gave my opinion real quick because we're going to do a whole podcast on this after the show. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle on uh, SummerSlam. i just looking for your thumb position, not a breakdown. This is going to be a slight thumbs up. Wow. All right, well, all three of us are different. I'm thumbs down, John's in the middle, and you are thumbs up slightly, apparently. So uh, we'll, uh, and we'll, like I said, we'll break that down and get it on Podcast Park for you later this evening. When we return, we're going to go over the top rope and talk about a whole bunch of wrestling news outside of the squared circle. You're listening to The Finishing Move here on Extra 106.3. A to Z with Mark Zeno. Every afternoon from 3 to 6 p.m. All right, so I threw a poll up there on my Twitter account, at Mark Zeno. They're going to take away Paw Patrol as a cartoon. I like a replacement for my childhood. I threw out what I thought were kind of the most popular ones, Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Grant McCauley, who just joined us about 30 minutes ago, said the lack of Transformers is disturbing. It, it never turned me on. Chitara from Thundercats, she turned me on. Transformers, not so much. I mean, she's wearing leopard skin. How do you not like that? that, that? She's a leopard. I get it, but I'm just saying. Anytime you put a female on leopard skin, it's attractive. Don't get mad at me. Don't judge me. Zeno is only on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's Sports and Talk. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. I received a call. I did not expect to hear the worst because I think she was very good at her job. Cheryl worked with her daughter Kristen, who was killed in a highway work zone. My first day back, and this older gentleman, and he actually bumped into me and had to explain my daughter just died last week. When you approach a work zone, think of these real people. They're America's transportation workers, the beating heart of mobility. A reminder from the American Traffic Safety Services Foundation. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen. 
a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash otcpaininfo. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. We're going at Tag team partners, John Ratcliffe and Chris Colwell. I think Chris is still there, is he? Hello, everybody. Here he is. Don't forget, uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks as far as viewing... Uh, wrestling and tonight is when AEW Dynamite will air this week, and it oh, will the Dynamite come on right after our show at eight o'clock. So make sure you tune in to TNT, watch your two hours of Dynamite, and then by the time that's done, our podcast of reviewing SummerSlam should uh, hopefully be done and uploaded for you to listen to as you go to sleep and you can dream about us. Anybody have any injections? I just have no comment. All right. It's time to do my favorite part of the show each and every week, and that is going over the top rope. Uh, All right. Uh, So we all know what's been going on the last few months in the world of wrestling. Everything that we thought was going to happen, you kind of took and threw out the window along with that. Going out the window was the 2020 WWE Hall of Fame class, since there was no Hall of Fame induction this year. Uh, If if you don't remember, the 2020 Hall of Fame class was headlined, in my opinion, by the NWO, uh, which was going to be inducted by Hogan, Sean Waltman, which I still have some questions about, Paul and Nash, uh, Batista, JBL, the Bella Twins, uh, the British Bulldog, long overdue, and even Jushin Thunder, Jushin Thunder Liger, Liger uh, we're all going to be You're inducted. You're a juicer? <laughs> we're all going to be inducted at uh, WrestleMania earlier this year. Well, that unfortunately didn't happen. So there's been a lot of speculation as to what was going to happen. One of the rumors was that they were just going to move the inductions from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. Well, we just had SummerSlam. That didn't happen. Wrong. So apparently what's going to be happening now is the 2020 class is going to become the 2021 class. Uh, and they will just so be, what happens to the 2021 class? Well, that's part of the questions that are being asked out there. Will more names be added to the 2020 class to kind of be the 2021 class? Or will the 20? Will there just be no 2020 class and the, the 2020 class is the 2021 class? So can we put an asterisk by the 2021 class and call them the 2020 class? And then the 2022 class... They become the 2021 class, and then we skip over the 2023 class. Skip the, I, yeah, skip an odd year. You're giving me a headache. One. So uh, hopefully we'll get all that, assuming 
things are back to normal by the time WrestleMania rolls around. Wouldn't this next be year. the prime time then at that point in time? Ultimately, you've already announced the 2020 class. Induct them, let it go, do it at WrestleMania. Make the 2021 class something that we talked about on this show. It's just The Undertaker. The 2021 class is just The Undertaker's induction by himself. We bring out Kane. You bring out some of his top opponents, Shawn Michaels. You bring out the big show, people he's partnered with, and let it be just that. You know, Mick Foley, like you said, let it be just that class that is just him, and you make an entire show out of it. So then that way you kind of aren't trying to figure out what do we do? How much do we keep it going? How do we figure this out? Because, you know, one of the things I think we've recently discovered, and we'll probably talk about it here a little bit later, Vince likes to call an audible and not tell anybody. And and hopefully he won't just go call an audible on something at the very last minute. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. You know, that's a good idea. I know you guys are in favor of the Undertaker going in solo. But, I mean, you already have all these other guys to induct. I think they're still going to do the physical inductions. So it wouldn't be an Undertaker-only class. I mean, he would be the only one under the heading of 2021, maybe. Um, but you would still have all the other ones, right, uh, Colwell? I mean, I guess so. But for me, I mean, we've I think I've talked about in the past how I feel like the, the Hall of Fame classes have just been too full as it is anyway. So it's almost like a chance to kind of slow down the induction. So... If you have to move 2020 to 2021, why not just say 2020 was the year we didn't have an induction and we just move on from there? And maybe we look towards maybe only having two or three people. Maybe The Undertaker be a class of 2022 induction. And at that point, you know, let's look at one or two guys, maybe three guys max every year from here on out. Because, you know, there's plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame that we've mentioned before that don't belong in there. And I think instead of having to feel like you have to fill out the rest of the class now, you can just pick the guys who are truly worthy. And, I mean, you can still have an event where, you know, maybe you have a couple of people that are doing the induction speeches, and you don't have to feel like you're rushed on time. There, uh, as we all know, we've been to WrestleManias here in Atlanta, at least. There is a big fan fest that goes along with WrestleMania, and even they've started attaching that to SummerSlam. Uh, I think maybe even Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, the big four. Uh, that big, I mean, this is something that all the big events do. Super uh, Super Bowl does it. Um, the NC SEC champion does it. You know, national all, championship yeah, national, game. Any of the big bowl games. Even the uh, NBA All Star game did a uh, did a fan fest. You'll normally find them at NASCAR events. Any yeah. large event that comes about, there's typically a fan fest attached to it. So obviously, we didn't get the fan fest, which uh, for SummerSlam or WrestleMania this year, and that's a big money maker. I have to imagine for WWE is those fan fests. Uh, get it in there, and they have some cool stuff in there. Uh, I know I went to the one at WrestleMania here; it was very cool, uh, seeing some of the props throughout the years. In uh, one big part, and I meant to bring this up last week, but we ran out of time. One big part of the fan fest is meet and greet that WWE does with their superstars, and there's big demand. They even bring, they bring out the big wrestling, big names for this: Undertaker, Austin, uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, Drew McIntyre's. Well, to make up for the lack of an actual fan fest, WWE did do virtual meet and greets uh, for SummerSlam this past weekend. Let me get your guys' opinion. Would you spend $125 for a virtual meet and greet? Let me tell you what you would get if you put down the $125. You get a two-minute private one-on-one 
<laughs> video with the selected superstar, and I think you get the selected superstar, and I'll tell you who they were in a moment. The, a downloadable video of your meet and greet available 48 hours after the within the um, 48 hours of the event, and the option to purchase exclusive personalized autographed items. The uh, the superstars that were available for this virtual meet and greet were Keith Lee, Bailey, Ron Strowman, Seth Rollins, and Drew McIntyre. To any of those names. Uh, say spend $125 on me with a talk to me for two minutes on Zoom? Not a chance. Not a chance. But then again, I'm never, you know, I've never been to any of the fan fest, but that's not necessarily the thing that I'm into. I, I enjoy the product. I don't mind, you know, I'd love to interview some guys, you know, for the show or, or whatnot, but I've just never been one to go stand in line and want to do a meet and greet for a wrestler that, you know, ultimately it's just another person. So, that's not really my thing, but I, you know, I can see where there'd be some fans out there that might fork out that kind of money for it. It's just not the same, though. I've seen the person, you've seen the person and person, and then also, you know, basically handing them an item. Hey, can you autograph this for me? Cool. As opposed to getting it sent to you in the mail, assuming that actual person did indeed sign it, and it's not just <laughs> like, you know, a printed thing. So, to me, I, I don't know. That's that's really far fetched. John, would you spend one hundred twenty-five dollars for at least any of those names? Uh, no. Yeah, me either. No, because basically what you're asking me for, I mean, you've already spent yourself three hundred dollars for Alexa Bliss to turn you down for a date. So why do you need to spend another hundred and twenty-five bucks to talk to Bailey and have her shoot you down as well? Well, I mean, well <laughs> be nice. We might want her as a guest on the show one day. It might be the only person we be nice. No, but I mean, don't hate on Bailey. It is what? Oh yeah, Colwell's wife's listening. She's a fan. She, you know. Yeah, don't <laughs> offend my wife. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't spend the hundred twenty dollars, five dollars, at least for any of those people uh, uh, to do a virtual meet. That's greet. the other part. It would need to be. I mean, you know, we talk about it. We probably pop more for the the Hall of Famers, the veterans. You told me it's going to be a meet and greet, and it's Stone Cold. It's a meet and greet, and I. Kevin Nash. Sure. Yeah, then I'd be intrigued a little bit more by that. Keith Lee, things of that nature. Not to, No disrespect to Keith Lee. I am a fan of him. But it is one of those things that it was, I, I just couldn't do. If you've been wondering to yourself, now I, maybe this is just me. Uh, I get into uh, to the business side of WWE a little bit, and I find it very interesting. Uh, if you're saying, well, how much is the WWE paying to rent out the Amway Center? Uh, they're about $200,000 in total uh, what came out. That's the release uh, with from the uh, city of Orlando. They're paying for that. It's $12,500 for the pay-per-views, $10,000 for the Monday uh, small uh, SmackDowns and Rawls, and then they have to pay $7,500 uh, $7, just for any day that they're in there doing work. Uh that's just some interesting numbers. Is that to kind of throw you off as a number that you have thought? Is that apparently, according to this person, that's a great deal? Uh, do you think that's too much or too high or maybe right on the mark? I mean, any money that the Amway Center can bring in right now is positive for them because if it wasn't going to be this money, it was probably going to be no money. Well, I think a lot of folks would be surprised just to see how much it costs for WWE to run a building on a Monday night or Friday night or for pay-per-views. And the live gate and the pay-per-view buys and, and merchandising typically offset that. So what they're paying right now to rent out Amway uh, Center is, yeah, probably a steal for sure. And, you know, again, 
it's money that that the owners of that building are not getting otherwise so they're going to give them a discount a little bit but either way they're not going to just get let them have it for you know pennies on the dollar so eventually you know WWE's going to have to spend a little bit of money here but that is interesting to read about absolutely the Amway Center had scheduled the Killers and that was for six, September 16th which has been postponed and Camila Cabello which has been canceled for September 25th and that's figuring that the WWE will be there through those dates. They're, They're going to be there through October, the end of October, so they would have been, yes. So they'll still be there through those dates. So then ultimately, the Amway Center is getting it. And look, it I don't think the three of us together could afford to rent out a dining hall, much less in uh, something like the Amway Center, like Mercedes-Benz or State Farm Arena here in Atlanta. So, yeah, I, I would have expected those numbers to be a little bit higher, but it's smarter the Amway Center that, you know what, at least you got a chance to keep something in there, put something in the door, turn the lights on for a little bit, and hopefully get yourself back into the black and out of the red. And, just, and remember, that price tag only covers, yes, you can use our facility. Now, when they went in and built the Thunderdome experience with the, all the LCDs and stuff, that was obviously on top of that. They had to purchase that material to do the Thunderdome set. But I'm sure they're still getting a good deal. Uh, two hundred grand for basically, what, uh, three months or two and a half months? Of, I wonder of what their power bill is. I'm sure that has uh, gone up quite a bit. But now also think about it, and I, I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit if at some point in time, if the WWE doesn't figure it out, or Mr. McMahon, if you happen to be listening, if you just don't take the top level of LEDs, LCD TVs, and whatever they might be called, and put advertising there, and make a couple of dollars on it. Put there, what, what do they do? Is Slim Jim still a thing? Well, I need you to stop right now. Oh, yeah. Because... I don't want him to take any LCDs away right now because earlier today I saw the registration open for Payback Thunderdome. Register now to be a part of the Thunderdome Stop, you virtual can't tell experience. people because I'm waiting too. And he said, and I got in. I went. I clicked the register. I got. They said you will be sent an email uh, instead of the normal one I've been getting. That registration is full and closed. And I have the email here. Uh, and I am looking to hopefully to be a part of Thunderdome this Sunday night when pay, payback uh, hits. So I don't want him giving away any uh, opportunity for me to lose a seat because, according to this email, and I'll share a little bit of it with you, and we'll go into some stuff that has been uh, rules that have been broken in just a moment. But they say <laughs> it's a first come, first serve. Uh, I got to start logging in at 6.30, which is what, just 30 minutes before the pay-per-view kicks off. So that's not a big deal. Uh, and be ready to go. And it's going to be a first-come, first-serve basis as to who gets the screen. Uh, I guess there's only so many. and they have. Enough. What time's your call time? 6.30 is what I got. I got 8.45. Okay. Well, it says in the email that they do rotate out the, the faces. And if you look, obviously it's not the same face sitting uh, you know, ringside, so to say. Uh, match after match, I think you probably get one match and maybe you get rotated around and then maybe other call times get brought in. Uh, some of the guidelines that I'll talk about, this is what they're saying. Uh, your attire must be appropriate and must remain on at all times. <laughs> well, so your shirt on, Adam. Hopefully I can keep that. So he's broken that rule already in the studio. <laughs> That's not a rule here, though. Uh, officially licensed <laughs> WWE clothing is preferred if available. Now, wait, pause. Hold on question because since wwe now is basically the owner of wcw does that mean i can't wear my four horsemen t-shirt 
No, I would think that would be approved. I think they sell Four Horsemen t-shirts. Can I wear my Chris Benoit t-shirt? Uh, yeah, you're probably not going to oh. be able to wear that one. <laughs> because you, you have seen NWO, and I think we even saw the LWO uh, uh, at SummerSlam. Can I and wear, we- like, my Stevie Richards t-shirt? Yeah, they were. I mean, the Harlem Heat's in the ta- in the Hall of Fame. Time out. You have a Stevie Richards T-shirt. No. He doesn't have. Okay, it. Just, Stevie just Richards doesn't sure. have a T-shirt. <laughs> now Harlem Heat did, and he was on it. But there's not a solo Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards will not be on there. Time out. Time what out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Stevie Richards was not in Harlem Heat. Oh, you talking about? Uh, I'm thinking Stevie Ray. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to figure out why he keeps saying Stevie Richards and Harlem Heat. I'm thinking, those two look nothing alike. What in the world is he talking? Why does he keep well, saying do you Harlem have a Stevie Heat? Richards T-shirt? I guess they were did have those. You've interviewed the man. Wouldn't you remember who he is? You're not supposed to say that part, Cole. Leave that part of the show. Leave that out. Leave that part of the show out, buddy. Uh, just uh, th- we reserve the right to terminate your participation. Way to change the subject, our- bud. Sole discretion. <laughs> if your attire contains immoral graphics, images, or text, any political statements, slogans, logos, graphics, or other commercial identification of third parties other than the WWE. And I guess it's athletes and sponsors. And I guess that's where they get the no AEW stuff allowed. So you can't wear your Cody shirt or your Brody Lee shirt uh, or, or any of those items. Come Sunday night. So did, did, Vicky Gu- did Vicky Guerrero have a shirt, and could you wear that? Maybe if it, I don't think she did, or unless excuse it just said "Excuse me." me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so let's talk about some of the stuff that's been seen on those screens that wasn't supposed wasn't supposed to be seen on those screens. You've already brought up one. There was, I guess, it was a what a cutout or a poster of Chris Benoit. I think someone created a digital graphic. <laughs> of Chris Benoit and basically a, a slouch hat, T-shirt, and what looked like in a wood panel room. And there was the picture that was seen of Chris Benoit in the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's not going to go over well with the WWE because Chris Benoit does not exist. Uh, the history of him does not exist. Like uh, in what in way? Their, like in the, real they, life, they uh, wiped him out uh, of existence <laughs> like in their history. Are. Even if you go on the WWE Network, and try to find matches of his. When it gets to his match in the, the in the rundown of the pay per view, it just kind of skips over it. There's nothing there mm-hmm. uh, on a lot, or I think all of them. Uh, but, well, and if if he's got a if he's in one of the featured matches, if you look at the actual summary, it'll be like whoever he was facing. That person's in action, not that person versus somebody else. So they yeah they do they find a way to get around it without taking him completely out of the show. Uh, there was a. Um, a Mario, you know, Luigi and Mario Nintendo, that was banned uh, for some reason. They didn't want that. Uh, Luigi. Pokemon, they, they didn't like that. They kicked him out. Pikachu. Uh, uh, so there was an idiot that showed up in his KKK <laughs> outfit. Uh, I think that was that. That was on Raw. That was on Raw. Week. Yeah, he yep. showed up in that uniform, uh, had his, uh, I think, a Confederate flag waving in the background or something or hanging in the background. He was kicked off. There was an actual, reportedly, a beheading shown in one of these squares uh, that was that was kicked out. What? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one isolated. I don't know if it was just like I don't think it was like a real life, real time beheading, but maybe the video of uh, 
some overseas in the Middle well, East doing that. I, I'm not sure. I have not well, seen Well, in a it. year where we've had an eye for an eye match, don't give WWE uncreative any ideas. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you have planned to wear? Anything special, John? Uh, a New Day t-shirt. There you go. That's approved. Basically. Approved. Now, we, I was talking about this with home team in Hamilton, this or a more home team. I didn't really like talking with Joe this morning. But so when I was talking to home team. <laughs> what did he um, do to you? He went to Tech. When I was talking to home team about this earlier, home team brought up the idea of, you know, this has got to be someone's job just to sit there and monitor all these monitors to see what people are doing. Uh, and, of course, they're prob- a lot of people are probably going to get away with something for at least a few seconds before it gets noticed. And you can just kick them out. Uh, I don't know if they're hiring for that job, but I would be happy to be the guy who just has to watch so the I monitors. Don't, I don't know if it's like one big Zoom call. I don't know the technology behind it. Uh, we've actually we've done similar things here with Zoom here at uh, Dickey Broadcasting. Yeah, but you're talking about a couple hundred people, right? I once again, I don't know if it's a multi-level Zoom call. How it's done? The uh, the NBA does it. And the NBA actually even takes it to another level where you get the graphic of where it looks like you're sitting in a chair. chair, And you look like you're sitting in an NBA chair or or uh, bleacher-style seat that they would have in an arena where versus the WWE, you look like you're in your living room, you're on your couch, wherever the case may be. But so saying all of that to say, yeah, you got to assume that there has to be a production team behind the scenes that says, okay, you five have quadrant one, you five have quadrant two. And you're going to watch these couple of hundred. You're going to watch these couple of hundred people to make sure that you know no chicanery goes on. Chicanery? So, I didn't see that in my email. Chicanery? Yeah, yeah. You, you, they told you no chicanery in your email. Yes, they did. And <laughs> right there in the fine print, you got to read it. And you got to believe that somebody might be out of a job. Like that's just the longest sort of it. Because the last thing that you want to have happen right now is that something comes about, <laughs> and ultimately, you know. We talk about it in, in the society that we're in, the proverbial cancel culture. And, oh, I'm overly offended by this. Cancel WWE. Not that they win, but you know what I'm saying there. Uh, yeah, who knows? I, I think there definitely obviously is somebody who's having to monitor, at least one person having to monitor and all those things. But maybe we can see. I did notice um, on at SummerSlam when they went to the announce desk at one point, whoever was sitting directly behind the announce desk had a Georgia G hanging up uh, in the background of their room, so getting the dog some exposure. Maybe the MLB is doing it the best because the guy, the virtual fans at those things, they just sit there and they're still. They don't move. <laughs> they don't uh, cause any ruckus. They are very well behaved. They seem like they just walk up and down the stairs, go to the concession stands, and come right on back. They don't yeah. cause any problems. Those, uh, the MLB ones, they're getting it done right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where to go with this. I know we have... Well, just read your show sheet. Um, well, I don't have one. Oh, no. My daughter had to go to the dentist, emergency dentist today, so I did not have time to come up with the show sheet. Uh, but Cody Rhodes, we all saw last Saturday he lost the uh, a, uh, TNT championship to uh, um, Brody Lee. He, Mr. Brody uh, Mr. Lee. Mr. Brody Lee, sorry. Uh, apparently he is being written off TV for a little bit, so we're not going to see him for a little while. Uh, he is going to go and potentially make some uh, TV shows with his buddy Stephen Emil uh, from Arrow, if you know that show. He also wrestled in um, WWE. He was Stardust in WWE. Yes, WWE for a little bit. All they're, in as well. Yep, they're buddies. Uh, and so he's going to go shoot some uh, TV with him here in Georgia, according to the 
sheet that I'm uh, dirt sheet that I'm reading. But uh, another friend of the station has come out and said he wants to wrestle Cody Rhodes maybe when he returns. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, we know Shaquille Shaq is a big wrestling fan. He always has been growing up. Uh, you don't have uh, to say big wrestling fan when you're talking about Shaq. It's, it's kind of given. Yeah, it's, it's given. Kind of given. It's uh, a double. There was rumors not uh, just a couple years ago that at WrestleMania he was going to take on the big show. Uh, he has been in the squared circle right for WCW back in the day. I think he got uh, in the ring and maybe did a tag with somebody there. Um, but would you want to see Shaq and, and Cody? I mean, sure, why not? I mean, we've seen Mike Tyson in an AEW ring. He hasn't wrestled yet or done anything. But, I mean, it's it's big name. And if anybody can make a passable match with Shaquille O'Neal, who obviously is a natural athlete, but he has no wrestling experience. But Cody could definitely be that guy who can bump well for him. I mean, why not? If he's interested in it, that can really – I mean, he's already affiliated with your network. He's on TNT, so it's an easy fit there. Make executives happy by featuring one of their stars and – I mean, that's a huge – he's still a big name, obviously, in just pop culture in general, and he's on your show. That is a big get for AEW. I think one of the best parts about it is if you guys keep up with it in the media, um, Shaquille O'Neal does a podcast, the Big Pod, the big Shaq cast, and it now will be partnering with Warner Media, who's a part of the TNT network, the TNT family. So it all works together, and ultimately – one of the things that I think comes out of this, we might not get Cody Rhodes on the show ever again. He's going to be on Shaq's podcast. But it, it definitely helps to get those two, because those are two worlds that live together, with Shaq being a wrestling fan uh, and just being a larger-than-life personality. And then with Cody Rhodes, what are wrestlers? They are also just larger-than-life personalities that go with it. I think it would be just really cool to see. It'd be pretty, pretty awesome to see it. And just to get a glimpse into something like that and to see what kind of stuff they can put together. Cause we see it even, uh, I don't know if you guys watch the uh, NBA, but uh, the, Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks, their pregame, their pregame, you know, kind of chant is that they just wrestle. They go in the hallway and they sit there and they perform wrestling moves on each other, get the pen. And then that's the way they get each other hyped to go into the ring. So wrestling, we know for years, it's transcended outside of the ring and made it into football and the different sports. So it'd be not, I don't see it being a big deal or a problem that having, and be really cool to have Shaquille O'Neal there. I am very surprised by you two on this, your takes on this, that you're so okay with uh, Shaquille O'Neal coming in, even if it's just a one-off because you're so anti-legends coming back and doing one-offs and uh, having matches that are basically attraction matches just to get eyeballs on the product, which is what this is. But you're okay with it if Shaq wants to do it, but when Goldberg wants to do it, it's poo-poo. First of all, and the reason I've said this before, one of the last things that you want to see is your superheroes, is your legends, go out there and do a match of Goldberg versus Undertaker, and it turns (laughs) to be a poo-poo match. And at that point in time, the memory and the legacy that I have in my head is now poo-pooed. Well, you got to remember, too, I mean, a lot of these quote-unquote legends, yes, they're legends, but, I mean, are they they're legends in our world, right? In the wrestling world that we watch, that we're fans of. But you got to think, Shaq is beyond that, and that's why it's a bigger deal for him to do this and actually make sense and would be a big deal for any company to get because he's more than just – you know, a big wrestling name. Some of these legends that come back, you know, is Goldberg really as big of a name now as he was 20 years ago? Not really. But Shaq is still right on the forefront of pop culture. No. And that's why it makes sense to me. Goldberg is not as big 
a name now as he was 20 years ago, but to those people who watched him 20 years ago, they may tune in to see what he can do now. That's the whole point of bringing guys like him back is to try to get those eyeballs that were watching back then and maybe not be watching out if you watch at least the Goldberg match. Maybe you see something else that sparks your interest and gets you involved, the same exact formula that they would be doing with a Shaq. But you keep bringing them back. Well, now they signed him to a two-match-a-year deal. bringing them two back. Two matches a year. You can do one and year. You wanna, and you're saying that, well, they come back and, and, and they have matches like Undertaker-Goldberg, and we all agree that was an awful match. I mean, what type of match do you think Shaq is going to put together? Do you know that Shaq, when has Shaq been a professional wrestler? Never. Well, with, what level of entertainment have, would, or am I expecting to get out of Shaq? Nothing. Look, we were very, I'm completely surprised, and I think he, I was shocked by the, at least the athleticism that he put into it. Uh, who did Adam Cole take over at Takeo? Take Pat on, McAfee. Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. I was impressed by the level of athleticism that we got from it. I was, I was impressed by the su- uh, superplex. There were things from it that were just, huh, that was pretty impressive. You know what I'm expecting out of Shaq? A choke slam. A choke slam. That's really about it. I'm not expecting Cody Rhodes to try and do a Hurricane Rana with him. Oh, I'm not, not expecting him to try to do a suplex with him. <laughs> I'm not expecting him to try and do a spear. Well, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of this one. <laughs> I even remember one of the first crossover ones that I, I can still remember, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow, where Lawrence Taylor is doing a shoulder block off the middle turnbuckle into Bam Bam Bigelow. That match was horrific, and it was just kind of, eh. Okay, it's an attraction, a spectacle. Even Bruce Richards talks. Uh, Bruce Richard Bruce talks Richards. about this on his uh, podcast. Well, we can get into One. that uh, on something to wrestle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and that even main evented uh, technically because it was the last match of WrestleMania. And I'm not saying that was a good idea. That was a bad idea. That, that what match, other match was going to main event at WrestleMania? Well, the Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, well, Shawn Diesel. Michaels Diesel was ended up being a good match. And, it was, and it's your championship match. And uh, Diesel ended up stealing Pamela Anderson from Shawn Mike because <laughs> Pam Anderson, they could they could have went with that story where Pamela Anderson didn't even want to walk out with him. But Bruce and Conrad just talked about this on the, one of their recent podcasts, or maybe I'm just a little behind, but they said the reason that was the last match is because if you put it in the middle or you put it on even second to last, the people that tuned in to CLT, they tune out as soon as he's over. So they made him sit through the whole WrestleMania to get to LT. I don't know. There's some logic behind there that makes sense. You can't argue that. No, I get Not- you. I get the logic that you want, but I also can be critical of it and say, I don't want to see it. I All don't right. want. I want to see Shaq do it. Do I think it'd be fun and entertaining? Yes, I get your point that you're trying to do that. But when I get it, when I have to sit there and I watch Kurt Angle and his bad knees come to the ring. When I watch Jeff Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, excuse me, Matt Hardy, who looks like he might have a bad hip. Kind of hobble down to the ring. I mean, he's got a lot of bad everything, and he's got a tables match later. Tonight. And it is one of those things that I'm just kind of, yeah, it's okay to stop. It's a good time to stop. Now you got a wonderful, beautiful family at home. Go spend time with them. <laughs> All right. When we return, we're gonna go home. You're listening to the finish. Like we're movie. leaving, so we're just packing up here. No, no, we're going got the home. podcast. We got the podcast. Well, no, you said it's time for the go home, so we get up and leave. Do I hit the end of the show? You're listening to the finishing move on a uh, extra 106. Did you say Alexa? Yes. Alexa, turn on the finishing Home move. team in Hamilton weekdays, 9 a.m. till noon. Uh, disrespect already from Matt Ryan. The, the, the player ratings for Madden coming out. Matt Ryan coming in with an 87 overall rating. Madden's tough. 
but but then again, you look at the numbers ahead of him. Who are, who are, who else is is ahead of him? My problem is Tom Brady got a ninety. They had Tom Brady with a ninety six toughness and Matt Ryan with a ninety five toughness. I called Jive. So you think they disrespect Matt? Disrespect yeah. Matt Ryan? Yeah, I think they did. Have you ever been told that you're a homer? I've heard that from time to time. That's. I'll just call it like I see it. No. It won't tolerate any disrespect of anybody or anything in a, in the eighth. Home team in Hamilton, exclusively on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's Sports and Talk. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. You're listening to The Finishing Move. With Road Dog Adam Gillespie, John Radcliffe, and Chris Colwell. Catch me on Twitter at RoadDog680. John, you are John Rad450 on Twitter and Instagram. And Colwell, where are you this week? The same as it's always been at Bearded Colwell. 300 plus days now. Same Twitter handle. It's not changing. Why do you sound annoyed when we no, ask you that? Because you, you do say change that every week. Y'all should have it memorized by now. It hasn't changed. Well, you know, it took me two and a half years to remember John Rad 450. You know and what? Then, and that stayed the same for two and a half years. <laughs> I see. Okay, I got it. All right. So I'll work towards we're going to go for two years straight. A bearded Colwell, maybe he'll get it then. And when's your kid do? Because I think that will be the day it changes. No, I don't bearded think so. Dad? Think, bearded Papa? Bearded, no, I don't think it's going to change. But, you know, we've got uh, less than four weeks now. Uh, a friend of show. I'm gonna. We're gonna name drop here. Uh, Bre- Stephen uh, Richards, Brandon Benefield, <laughs> Stephen Richards of uh, uh, Harlem Heat and WWE. Uh, Harlem Heat, yes, yes. That's Stevie Richards of Harlem Heat. Booker T's brother. <laughs> <laughs> you see the resemblance, Stevie Richards. <laughs> uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. They have a big event. Their first event back uh, since COVID hit. Uh, this tomorrow, right? This Friday, tomorrow. This Friday, tomorrow. Rumble Jack. It's uh, I think it's the second annual now. It Rumble is. Jack and Brandon Benefield, who was invited on the show, turned us down. A slap in the face, in my opinion. Actually, um, I think Colwell left him behind. That's why he was late. Oh, okay. I, I'm blaming <laughs> Colwell on this one. Uh, but I'm he so did. Sorry. He was able to uh, record a little spot for us in preview tomorrow's night's Rumble Jack. So if you're interested in that, you can make your way up to Canton. Fans are going to be allowed into the building. Uh, And here's Brandon telling you what's going to happen. All right. Thanks so much, guys. It's me, B-Double from the Mean Street Podcast, also one half of the SHW commentary team. This Friday, August 28th, Canton, Georgia, 261 Marietta Road. It's in the action building. It's the big return of Southern Honor Wrestling. And we're doing it as big as we always can do. It's going to be the second annual SHW Rumble Jack match. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be, of course, the Rumble Jack match. It's going to have 30 men. It's going to be basically your traditional Rumble match. And then it's going to evolve into a Lumberjack match when you're down to the final two competitors. The winner will get an SHW title shot in the future. Also on the card, we've got three other matches. We've got the SHW Championship. Corey Hollis defends against Ashton Starr. The SHW Tag Team titles. The Lynch Brothers defending against Lethal Poison. And then, of course, a singles match between AC Mack and Chip Day. Now, the winner of that match gets to enter the Rumble Jack last. The loser of that match has to enter the Rumble Jack 
first. So it's going to be interesting. Tickets are going to be on sale only at the door the night of the show. They go on sale at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7 p.m. And the show starts at 8 p.m. So come on out early. Get your tickets there. Go to Southern Honor Wrestling on Facebook for all the uh, safety protocols and procedures that are going to be in place for the night of the show. And just come out and join us. Wrestling is finally back, and we cannot wait to see you guys. I've been excited. It's been almost six months that we've been away. So come out and join us. Find us on Facebook for all the details. Southern Honor Wrestling. Once again, I'm B-Double with the Mean Street Podcast, also one half of the SHW commentary team. Thank you to the guys at the Finishing Move for having me on and doing a quick plug for SHW. We hope to see you Friday. That's tomorrow, August 28th in Canton, Georgia, the Action Building. Thanks, guys. Get out and support your local independent wrestling companies. They need your support. Uh, If you're comfortable with going to wrestling in person, Nowadays, I highly suggest uh, making the trip up to Canton and checking out some SHW and say hey to Brandon for us when you get there. Well, I think that's going to. I'm gonna... so proud of you. Why? I am so very proud of Why you. Are you proud of me? Like that is growth right there, man. <laughs> I am so proud of you. Oh my goodness! Because the old road dog would have said, "Go up there and say hello to Danny," but that is growth. <laughs> I'm. I am so very proud of you. Oh, you couldn't remember her name. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what he couldn't think of her name. I had, uh, it had slipped it's for my the best. Mind. It's for the best. It had slipped my mind. But say hey to Danny. <laughs> oh, Tell no. her Adam says hello. Oh, boy. I, I was so proud of you at that moment. I'm like, man, look at him. Look at the growth. I mean, the old road dog would have said walk up to you know Danny and Give her my card and tell her I said hello and call me. If she ever wants to come on my show, The Finishing Move, she can join me. And, you know, it would have been this long well, diatribe. Did you but- hear all the plugs he gave his podcast? I wonder how many times he plugs our show on his podcast. Well, this is Cole's fault. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, look, I am watching AEW Dynamite right now, and they have fans in their audience. Uh, obviously, we talked about that last week. Tickets went on sale, and they have fans in their audience now down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> And I'll be going to All Out in a couple weeks. So, and I'm looking forward to hearing you tell us about that. And as I'm looking at it, too, here, Cole, are you watching AEW? Uh, no, I'm actually in my office right now doing the show with you I'm guys, sorry. but I will hear you here in momentarily. Your o- in your office. Yes, right. I'm in my office, so, a.k.a. also the baby room. Well, that's going to get crowded. A little bit. Well, I, we only had two bedrooms here, so kind of had to make it work. I guess the show will not be broadcasting from there. All right. So I had an idea real quick because normally we would do uh, the go-home moment of the show. But since we got a little bit of time, here's what I'm thinking. I don't Ooh, know. It's what, 8.01. Yeah, well, we're running out of time. But, you know, management hopefully is not listening right now. Um, Halloween will fall on a Friday this year. So the 29th. Or actually, it'll be two days before. I'm saying we do the entire show. We try to find us some luchador mask, and we do show the show in luchador mask. What do you guys say? Uh, I think well, my birthday actually is October 29th, so I don't know that I will be present for the show that oh, day. Oh boy! So you're already. I'm going to be calling. out celebrating. You're already calling I in. Made it to 34 through COVID. You know, so, um, Matt Chernoff will be proud of you that you're calling in already. I'm at least giving you advance, man. Chernoff would be very proud of you. I am down for that idea. I say we come in full costume. Come in whoever you want to come in. No, because I don't want you to come in without a shirt on. (laughs) I'm Otis. I know how this goes. I've known you too long. Uh, 
but we are going to wrap up here on the finishing move for tonight's show. We are going to sit down and record a SummerSlam preview, uh, review, and maybe a quick payback preview. Did I get all the reviews and previews right there? Uh, and hopefully, we'll what have about that a post view? <laughs> post it up on uh, Podcast Park and uh, Extra One Hundred Six Three later this evening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next Thursday night at seven o'clock here on Extra One Hundred Six. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake!